Welcome to the Buyers Agent Institute podcast, the show that will take you from your nine to five to living a life in your terms. We hear from the experts themselves, sharing how they created their success and give you actionable steps to help you create a lifestyle by design. Becoming a buyer's agent requires passion, dedication, and great mentorship. This podcast will share with you all three so that you can turn buying property into a career. Yes, I'm also, you know, constantly talking to, you know, other people and saying, guys, you've got to jump on this. Uh, I can't do it at this point in time, but I think you can. Mm. And, and that's bringing, helping other people. You know, what goes around comes around. We all help each other. We, we find deals that would benefit and value other people. It's, it's, um, it's like a, um, a mating um, agency, isn't it? Um, a dating agency. <laughs> we find someone who needs something and yeah. match it with somebody. Welcome to the Buyers Agent Institute show. The purpose of the show is to bring awareness to buyers agents, to bring awareness around the career opportunities that the buyers agent sector is providing to people, to bring awareness around the value that buyers agents are providing to people who need help buying property. Our goal with the show is to strip back and dive into the remarkable journeys and stories of buyers agents who are paving the way forward in one of the fastest growing career sectors in real estate in Australia. Our guest today is Lynn Blundell from Sydney. She is new to motherhood and one could say she is obsessed with property. She started building a property portfolio in her early 20s. She then built that portfolio into a multi-million dollar portfolio. So Lynn really likes property. She came from a background in market research and for a long time was, I guess, deciding whether she should get into real estate. So she did uh, tip her toe very briefly in it, which we will discuss later on. However, she has now started her own buyer's agency called Lynn Blundell Buyer's Agency, where she focuses on working with owner-occupied clients and investment clients. Today, I would like to introduce Lynn. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, I want to kick this off by understanding I don't have any kids. I've got two cats, but <laughs> I feel like kids. <laughs> so new to motherhood and then I guess running a business how does that all work it's amazing it's fun it's there's a lot of work i'm not going to sugarcoat that it, you know from changing nappies <laughs> to crying and then going on emails it's a lot of um it's all new to me too trying to balance and trying to juggle this life this whole new life um, but, but it's been amazing, an amazing journey so far. Well, it's a new life, right? It's obviously, it's, it's a new career. However, it's not new to you. I mean, you've been investing in property for a long time. You are a bit of a nerd with research, which we'll talk about. <laughs> and so now you just, obviously, you're representing other people. So it, it's not obviously like you're learning to play the piano or you're doing something, you're becoming like an engineer and you're coding or something. Like it's, it's something that you understand, right? Yes, it's been an early obsession. Uh, since I was in my 20s, uh, every weekend I'd go and sneak into one of those seminars, investment seminars, thinking one day I'm going to be um, rich and famous. Not really rich and famous, but more um, I'm going to build up an amazing portfolio. Um, and 
so much learning um, has happened through, throughout the years, over, like over a decade, and I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. um, you know, being amongst all other buyers agents and amongst the the industry has made me, you know, has like filled all this information in my head, and so it's so exciting and the evolution of it. So it's it's great. Good on you. Now, well done because I, I think it's it's a natural progression when someone like you who's had an interest in property and addiction. Most people are getting addicted to coffee in their early twenties. You're getting addicted to property. I like it, but most people are. Um, who are very passionate about property, this is a very, I think, natural progression for them because it's, it's an extension to what you already know and then you're getting paid for it. So, I mean, I, I wanted to quickly touch on one thing is, and I know we, we had a bit of a, a chat offline about this, but, and we're not gonna mention any names. <laughs> However, I know that you won a piece of business over a very established buyer's oh, agent okay. in the Eastern suburbs. And I know we spoke about it. And that to me is a testament to the, the trust that someone has in you, even when they first meet you around what you can deliver. So how did that feel, winning that piece of business? I couldn't believe it. Uh, well, I mean, I, I knew myself that I was, I was going to deliver 100%, 120%. I was committed, uh, I was dedicated, and I knew that I could fulfill their very specific, very unique brief. I think part of the, um, I guess deciding factor from from my point of view was that I felt more. It was a, a, a genuine relationship and a genuine connection that um, I would put my heart and soul into it. And I guess you know, um, the, I don't know what the other person w would have done also. But I, I I guess that's maybe how I came. Um, I got the business is that they they developed the trust because they knew, I knew that I was going to work 110% to make it um, to exceed their expectations. From what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, you obviously dipped your toe, like I, I mentioned in the introduction, into real estate. Well, 2012. Yes. Yeah. So you, I mean, most people, correct me if I'm wrong, but most people, like my, including myself, like I always wanted to get into real estate, but I never wanted to become a real estate agent. Yes. Well, that was part of the. I didn't know, I knew I wanted to be in real estate ever since, but I couldn't, didn't know how, and I, I mean, I did know how, so I, in 2012, I um, studied part-time at TAFE, doing the real estate course and certification. I shadowed a very top, a top sales agent in Marrickville, um, voluntarily, every Saturdays I was there shadowing him, seeing how it, it all worked, seeing it calling people but then it it just never say the sales side was never I never really um I gelled and and the salary cut was also um quite significant back then or it still is I think if at the entry level um for a sales agent or a property manager and I think my personality is more property manager it's just I always thought uh okay I I I'll just keep going in my hobby and building that portfolio as a personal um, interest. And um, but here we are now that I had the I had Eva, baby Eva, my little one, um, whilst very new, um, three months I think, four months. I thought whilst I was new to motherhood, I'd have all your podcasts. I had two years of podcasts to listen to in the background. And so at 3 a.m. I would be listening to that and upskilling and here I am again. So, and this is how it all, it all happened. It's amazing. <laughs> what a story. And it, that, I mean, that's the way the universe, it works. It flows in mysterious ways. And then 
it connects in weird ways. I think it was meant to be. It really was. The stars aligned, let's just the say. The stars aligned. I agree. And your personality for me, to me, suits more for a buyer's agent than a real estate agent. And as you're probably noticing, it's, it's very consultative what we do. It's different to the sell side when you're acting as a selling agent. But let's talk a bit about market research because you obviously left a, you left a, obviously a very good, high-paying, full-time job in market research to then pursue this new business venture. That might, that's a big call, right, to, to walk away and transition? Yeah, yeah no, but I think it was the catalyst was having um, Eva and during maternity leave, I had all that time to think, this is really my true calling, my true passion, let's explore this. Mm. But yeah, I started in market research as a research analyst, crunching numbers, finding out how many uh, people buy certain products. And then I moved into the qualitative side, which is understanding people's motivations for buying things. It was really interesting to talking to people and then um, became an executive assistant to a lot of uh, market research firms and project management in other in other sectors, including um, transport. So I tried to try to diversify, but the calling was had always been was always been in real estate. I'm, I'm assuming a lot of the, the stuff you've learned over your time in that, I guess, in that role and maybe previous roles in what you did, it, it's very transferable, right? A lot of it, even the project management side, um, Excel, uh, the, you know, getting all the um, contacts from, you know, identifying the phone book directory and find, uh, updating information, things like, just little things like mm -hmm. that. Um, it, everything, uh, and talking to people, uh, relationship building, it, they're all connected, interconnected. Yeah, even being an executive assistant, I'm assuming, just for organisation and efficiency and systems and yeah lots of systems lots of processes in the mm. background to make it run by themselves which is great yeah and i mean that's what we're doing as buyers agents like it's all about um optimization efficiency and mm -hmm. you know working with clients like you obviously are doing that now it's how can you how can we be more efficient with what we do with our time for sure. Um, so that's great that you've got so much. Trying background. to create, um, a, you know, creating time so that we can jump ahead of the pack when we're sourcing properties, mm. when we're crunching the numbers and finding the, the best deals. So your background, just in market research, obviously we're sourcing, as you know, for clients and doing due diligence and all that fun stuff. Are you... Do you find that it's been helpful with that background, like applying it to what you're doing now? Oh, definitely. Yeah. They're all very similar. Uh, so we research, not even just the property, but also finding, you know, all the real estate agents in a certain suburb, clustering it, then getting the data for, you know, what's happening within the suburb from street level to, you know, suburb level. So the micro and macro aspects of, of the research is really interesting. It, they all overlap. <laughs> I love it. Well, that, listen, I, I think it's great. And I mean, it's, it, I, I think what's awesome is when skills are very transferable and how you leverage them and you bring it into a new environment and you apply it. And you're, you're, you're working now with owner-occupied clients and investor clients, um, which is obviously, it's a, it's a different experience, right? W what have you learned um, dealing with just, obviously, I mean, people say that investment, there's no emotion, but I think that's crap. There is emotion because, you know, there's a goal mm. and the goal is like financial freedom or passive income or whatever it is. And if you don't achieve it, it's not, I don't think it's that helpful. So I think, um, have you noticed a fundamental difference between both? Yes, for sure. I think especially uh, for first time investors, they do 
it seems like they treat it also it's quite emotional it is it is let, let's just be fair apart if you're a seasoned investor maybe you know you're looking just for the capital growth numbers and the yields but for first-time investors you um are a bit hesitant you don't know even finding a buyer's agent mm. it's the first time buying it's the first time trying to source a buyer's agent how do you know you're doing anything right? Mm. And so the the difference, and also for first-time buyers, they've been looking for so long and they're just so annoyed that they keep missing out. Why do they keep missing out? And even just from the color scheme and from the, the type of bricks, that there, the difference is um, quite a lot with investors versus home buyers, but they all, all feel emotional about it. I think from from my experience, my client circles. Yeah, I, th I think there, it's always there's emotion in all of it. They're big decisions, yes. like they're big financial commitments. Like most people aren't paying cash, so mm. whether you're an investor or owner occupier, there, there's a there's a loan behind it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's yeah, there, there's there's emotion and it's it's daunting buying. Ugh. Like it's not. It's a big. It's not like every day you go and buy some toilet paper. Yeah. It's just <laughs> it's yeah. something that you probably do once or twice in your life and. Yeah, I agree. And what about like your experience now that you are a buyer's agent, you're on the phone to agents more, I'm right. assuming you're sourcing more, you're getting privy to a lot more stock. You're seeing stuff going, oh, I wish that was in my portfolio. I'd like to grab that around. You find something and it's obviously you can't purchase it, but you want to bring someone else to the table and match make. I think that's one of the most brilliant parts of this role whereby as a buyer's agent, you're monetizing what you're seeing. So if you're not a buyer's agent, let's say you're in, a market, you're in your market research role and you come across 10 Smith Street in Summerhill and you're like, this is an incredible property. You just go, okay, incredible property. You sit there and someone's gonna buy you soon. But as a buyer's agent, you're like, well, who have I got on my books? Or who can I find to introduce and make this happen. And also with all our networks, uh, I'm on the property development network, I'm on lots of real estate, um, student networks and the buyer's agent network so there's a lot more people that are trying to find deals and trying to find opportunities that they might not even be seeing mm. and here i am going hey guys i've got this um amazing opportunity like do you are you in the position to um to go on it and so go for it <laughs> what have you found most enjoyable about transitioning out of the employment world into business owner buyer's agent world. like I'm, I'm curious to know because i mean I, I always like to ask people this because I, I was once an employee as well and i and i i know the way that i felt and i guess i just wanted to check in with you to see how it's been for you oh i absolutely love the flexibility that i you're my own boss i could be from nine to you know 10 or a.m i could be just having a little nap or having a coffee break an extended coffee break but then when I put the baby to sleep, you know, then that's when systems are go, I, um, set up for the next day or um, like talk, to, uh, I have evening phone calls with uh, potential clients, leads, um, do the marketing aspect or the business side of, of, of it. But, um, but also the ability to bring my little one to auctions when we're house searching, um, hunting and my, my dog. He's, he can't walk that far, but um, I put him in the pram with, with my little one and we go and talk to sales agents and fight, do our street immersions. That's quite fun. That's cool. That's 
the flexibility of having your own business. And you can't trade that. No. Your time is everything. You are accountable for your own time. Mm. Every, every single minute, if, if you don't have a client or if you don't, if you, you're not um, maximizing it, that's your fault. <laughs> you know mm. what I mean? So um, you're accountable for your time. I, I'm not sugarcoating it. It is a hard, it's hard work. It's, I find that I'm doing seven days, but I'm doing seven days of my, you know, what I want to do and I'm loving it. So it's, it's not even, it doesn't feel like work. It's, which is like the nirvana yeah it's it's great it's but great. you know talking about the seven days you're right like people there's a misconception that when you start a business you you work harder however you do also with what we do design your own schedule so like you said if you want to have a little sleep at 10 a.m mm-hmm. you can do that and i and i think that's i think there's a lot of freedom in that whilst you work hard there's liber- also i think there's liberation in it as well and i and i think it's there's something special around ideating and creating and building this this business which is like it, it's it's an it's another extension of you oh it's been fun it the, the journey from seeing it start from nothing and building your logo designing um what it might be your brand personality um and how you're going to help people it's been such a rewarding rewarding journey to, to be in as a business as a new business owner did you expect it to roll out this way whatever way is that, whatever that interpretation is for you, but did you expect it to move this way? I, I didn't expect it to become as as well as it's going, as, which was a surprise. I thought, oh, this is going to be one of those things. It's like you know, the jigsaw puzzle idea, like, oh, yeah, I'll buy a jigsaw puzzle and I'll start one and go, oh, <laughs> and then it's too hard. <laughs> Every day is a new challenge and you set new challenges for yourself. To, to succeed and to like there's always goalposts that you're mm. creating for yourself so yeah yeah it's like starting a business I find you, you go through it it could be a generalization but I think from my experience you go through this different level of transformation both personally and professionally um, maybe because you, you're not as complacent you're getting out of your comfort zone more. You're testing yourself more. You're you're learning. I feel like you're also learning more because I'll give you an example. Like if you're doing market research, not that I've done that and I, and I probably suck at it, but if, if I did that, you're quite specific day to day with what you do mm. in terms of how the brain works. You're kind of just, but then when you step out of that and you're now the business owner, you're thinking about marketing. You're thinking about personal branding. You're thinking about sales. You're thinking about client management. You're thinking about communication. You're thinking about relationships. All exactly. this stuff. Uh, all the time you you can't switch off but because it's your passion you will never switch off anyway it's something that's instilled in your day-to-day you then now go into autopilot and create the processes in the background to make those things that you're thinking about more efficient so that's also from the buyers agents institute has provided me is is those systems um to, to make that these things a lot easier so so easier next year's obviously i mean this year's been an intense year i mean we're talking today while um election in the u.s it's been a crazy year especially with you know, obviously covid this mm-hmm. pandemic it's globally it's been a bit of a shake-up mm-hmm. next year like is i mean obviously you, you've just you've had a little one but i guess is is the plan just to keep it just the way it is and just i guess just just moving it at a steady pace I think so. Yeah. Uh, it's also the, the idea of having my own business was to create 
I I will create what I want to. Yeah. If I want more more clients, have to do the more door knocking and and <laughs> more emailing and um, more whining and dining lots of people. Um, so it's yeah, it, it's up to me to to uh, to frame or to navigate how many what, what the future will hold and. It seems at the moment that the pace is is perfect for my for what I want to that work life balance, how much time I want to have with my little one versus, um, you know, with work as well. So good on you, well done. Like it's I think it's remarkable. Again, I haven't had kids, but I think to be able to spend the time while while a baby's growing up to be around yeah constantly that's been is, really nice. I think it's very special, and then integrating that with your work. And the way your business is built, being built, it's it's phenomenal. And I think, um, it's, again, it's it wouldn't not, have been like that without the Buyers Agency Institute, uh, right? Well, no, it's all, it's all, it's all you. It, it's all you. Um, it's your like you were talking about before about responsibility and accountability and ownership, and it's all about how we show up. And a lot of people spend a lot of time learning a lot of stuff, and they don't really implement. So you've been responsible for execution and that stuff. So well done. Um, where can people find you? You can find me on my social media, LinkedIn or Facebook or Lynn Blundell Bias Agency is on Google. Awesome. Okay, well, we're going to wrap up now. Everyone, I hope you enjoyed this sesh. There's a lot to take in here. Specifically, I also feel around like flexibility and work-life balance and, you know, just understanding how you can integrate that. And Lynn obviously has extensive knowledge building her own property portfolio. So if you are looking for investment properties or even for, you know, for owner-occupied purposes, reach out to Lynn. Her details are on the screen. See you next time. To find out more about how you can become a stellar buyer's agent yourself, head to www.buyersagentinstitute.com.au.